And we're getting some breaking news from the Daily Mail this morning. A massive 6.4 earthquake rocking California with the epicenter just seven miles uh, southwest of Ferndale. That's three days after a 3.6 shook uh, San Francisco. So a lot of rocking and rolling going on out in California with a massive earthquake out there today so far at 6.4. More details as we get them for you. Good morning. It is 5.07. I am Trey Ware, and thank you for listening this morning. The phones are always open at 210-599-5555 as I talk about the news stories and tell you what I think. You tell me what you think at 210-599-5555. Just listening to Don and his news, the possible of rolling blackouts coming up on Friday? Is that what the guy said? I just barely heard a little bit of what he said. Yeah, you know, they're ready for okay. this cold snap, but there's always the possibility that the increased demand in power could cause the occasional blackout. All right. So, you know, we're not going to see 2021 again. <laughs> Thank God for that. the imagination. They've learned their lessons and learned them well. Well, so. and, and don't panic over what's coming yeah. up on Friday. We're right. not we're not going to see any precipitation. What we're going to see is sunny skies. Yeah, and what you're going to see this weekend, well, you know, we've seen it before a million times uh, here in in this area. So it's just going to be stupid cold for a few days. Your jingle bells are going to get yeah, frozen. Exactly. That's all. And you know whatever else is jingling. That's right. You know? So just protect your jingle bells, and you won't have to worry yeah, about exactly. it. Exactly. And uh, that's basically it. Uh, the point I wanted to make, however, about Urquhart saying the possibility of rolling blackouts, we don't have enough power now. <laughs> we just don't. And the, the left's psycho-Democrats want to take more power generation away from us. We don't have enough right now to take care of the state, so let's stand in the way and, and make sure that doesn't happen. Um, ABC really is continuing this unhealthy obsession with J6. No matter what else is going on in the world, and we have the largest humanity uh, crisis, human uh, tragedy that's going on at our border. There's nothing like this that's happening on planet Earth concerning a, a human tragedy, um, and they're they're leading with J6 again. Uh, it's it, it is an unhealthy. Well, I'll tell you what. It's an unhealthy obsession that ABC has, but it's also an embarrassment. You know, I'm embarrassed. Uh, I know that p- other people who are affiliated with them are embarrassed as well. They're just an embarrassment at this point. J6 uh, said they got a criminal referral on Donald Trump. This came out yesterday for not doing something to stop the mob. I want you to think about that a second. They are criminally referring him, which they don't have any power to do that, right? Uh, they're doing that because he didn't do anything to stop. What, what turned out, you know, it was a rally that turned into a riot. That's, that's what happened. It was not planned. It was not coordinated on, on the president's behalf. There was no conspiracy with the president to have a riot. Nothing like that. Uh, so they got absolutely nothing on him. All they're trying to do is slander this guy. That's it. And he responded, and uh, let me just go through his statement with you. Typically, I wouldn't just read somebody's statement, but I think this is pretty interesting. Donald Trump responding, saying, these folks don't get it. When they come after me, people who love freedom rally around me. It strengthens me. What doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Americans know that I pushed for 20,000 troops to prevent violence on January 6th, and that I went on television and told everyone to go home. The people understand the Democratic Bureau of Investigation, the DBI, are out to keep me from running for president because they know I'll win, and that this whole business of prosecuting me is just like impeachment was, a partisan attempt to sideline me and the Republican Party. Think of it. The radical left Democrats, the communists, spied on my campaign, lied to the FISA court, lied to Congress, allowed an invasion of our country on the southern border, embarrassed us in Afghanistan, gave away our energy independence, killed us on job-losing regulations, wouldn't use the 10,000-plus soldiers I recommended on January 6th. 
And I'm the one that the corrupt and partisan unselect committee goes after. A two-tiered justice system. And by the way, whatever happened to the massive number of crimes committed by Joe and Hunter Biden? They're right there, documented and 100% certain. Also, where is the prosecutor from Delaware? What happened to him? Is his friends and the Ukrainian Ukrainian prosecutor who didn't prosecute after Biden held up billion-dollar payment to Ukraine? I did nothing wrong. So that's Trump's response. Meanwhile, back to the border for just a second. The Chief Justice John Roberts has extended Title 42 until later on this afternoon. Elon put up a poll on Twitter a day and a half ago that said, hey, should I remain as the top dog here at Twitter? And I will abide by whatever is said here, whatever the decision is made. Well, then, of course, the people on Twitter, they're pretty smart. Not all of them, but there are some pretty smart folks there. And they pointed out to him when he lost, 57% said, no, he should step down. They pointed out that, hey, man, you are the number one target of the deep state. They want you gone, baby, just like they wanted Trump gone. They want you gone. And they've got all the bots in the world at the FBI and the CIA and everywhere else that you're battling. They've got the bots. They ran up the score, dude. And he said, that's interesting. So he said, we're going to reset this, and only people with blue check marks who have skin in the game are going to be able to vote going forward on Twitter policy. So we'll see. I think he's, he's going to step down. I think he has a plan, a secession plan. He probably has somebody already figured out. Uh, because he's got too many other things. He can't sit there and babysit the psychos on Twitter. He has no time for that. Uh, he's got a car company to run, a major car company. He's got a space company, a rocket company to run, and a, a boring company. He's got all kinds of companies that he needs to get around to. And the psychos over on Twitter, he doesn't have time to watch them 24-7. He just doesn't. It's fun right now because it's fun right now because it's new. But you can tell the newness is, is wearing off. Okay, so last week the question was, are we in the end times? Because, you know, about 40% of Americans said they believe we're in the end times. If you're asking that question, we have this massive winter storm. Just as everybody is heading out for Christmas travel, it's going to be a nightmare. It's going to seem like the end times. I'll tell you what people running around trying to find their airplanes sleeping in airports, and they don't need that in El Paso. I'm going to talk about that in our next segment. But check this out. A shockwave hit Earth's magnetic field and cracked our magnetosphere. That sounds really not all that good. I don't think I like that at all. The magnetosphere protects us from harmful radiation. Yeah. That ain't no fun at all. Anyway, Senator Josh Hawley addressing men and porn. Men and porn. And Senator Hawley is right on the money. And we're going to talk about that this morning. And the FBI issuing an alert over child online sex sextortion. And I'm going to tell you more about that coming up, too. And a TikTok movement that is gaining momentum now. And we're going to take a lot of calls on this one. Hopefully you'll have uh, some thoughts on it. No toys for Christmas. This is a group of parents that started this with a hashtag or whatever they do over on TikTok. I'm I'm not really sure if it's a hashtag or whatever. It's a video they put out that's getting, uh, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of views at this point. No toys for Christmas. And it's parents 
who are asking loved ones to not go get the latest toy and give it to their child. Only practical, educational stuff to the kids. So we're going to talk about that. The Border is up next. Trey Ware, KTSA. Do you know what people see when they Google you? Search out. It's the hop, happiest season of all. Um, but I, I vote for moving it to July when it's a little bit warmer. You know I mean? It just makes more sense to me. <laughs> In fact, I, I, I just want to have July year-round. <laughs> None of this 14-degree nonsense that we're going to be facing on the, on Friday. It's 520. Good morning. Phones are open at 210-599-5555. So, a shocker here. Are you ready? You ready to be shocked? The Biden administration has lost track of hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens that they released into the United States. <laughs> Well, of course they have. They never had track of them in the first place. They never intended to have track of them in the first place. And this is the most infuriating news story that we're facing right now, next to the Twitter files, which we'll get into a little bit later on, some of the new details that came out about that. But this is absolutely infuriating. What what this administration has done to our country and what they're doing to our country, and laughing about it. They think this is funny. They're enjoying every last minute of this. And so, yeah, they're, they're just basically giving you the middle finger. And they're gonna they're about to get it back. <laughs> We've got some sound from some guys that want to give the middle finger back. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Biden administration has lost track of hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens that they released into the country. You know, they were supposed to keep track of them so they could come have their hearings and all that kind of stuff. And, oh, my God, we have no idea where they are. Really? How many were gang members? Uh, how many of them were terrorists? We, 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 we just don't know where they are. So, my goodness gracious, we've just lost them. So last night, Tucker Carlson uh, opened his show by doing quite a bit on uh, on the border and what's going on. And the fact, and this is a fact, there is no border. It doesn't exist anymore. And Corrine Jean-Pierre in the White House said yesterday, the border is not open. And, you know, it was just classic because... They were showing a split screen, and at the very moment she said, the border is closed, the border is not open, on the other side of the screen, they were showing literally thousands upon thousands of illegal aliens walking across the border and into the United States, just lines of them coming across. The border is not open. So this is dystopian, you know, it's Orwellian, it is completely Goebbels. This is the whole thing about the age of deception. We'll lie to you, knowing that there's a certain number of people who are going to buy off on the lie. And the lie is, we have everything under control out here at the border. Really? Well, then I challenge you to look up the video that Tucker showed last night. And basically, El Paso has turned into an asshole country. And El Paso is a beautiful city. I, I believe it's about the eighth largest, but it's a beautiful city. But you have people sleeping all over the place. And this is the fact in Eagle Pass and in Del Rio and all up and down the border, but particularly bad in El Paso. People sleeping in the streets, people sleeping on sidewalks in 20-degree weather. The airport, you can't even walk through it. It's not a matter of one or two people with a flight delay and they're curled up in the corner like you see occasionally in the airport. No. No, no, no. People have gone to the airport. Illegal aliens have gone to the airport and they're sleeping all over in the airport in El Paso. People trying to get to their flights literally are stepping over people who are asleep because they're everywhere. 
This does not turn out well for our country, folks. I'm going to keep saying it. This is transforming America. This is the liberal psycho-democrat dream. And the psycho-democrats actually believe that we should not have a border and that it is immoral to have a border. You know better. You're a working guy or gal, and you're paying your taxes. And this is going to cost our children and our grandchildren in the long run. It's costing us in the short run right now in crime and fentanyl deaths, increased costs, uh, overcrowded hospitals, overcrowded schools, etc. But this is going to cost our children and our grandchildren the prosperity that once was the great nation, the United States of America. The transformation is underway. This was the dream of Barack Hussein Obama. And all that rabble who are the communists who have wanted to transform America into a communist nation. And they're about it right now. And look, five, six, eight years ago, Europe went through this. Germany was fundamentally transformed. So was the UK. And they have been screaming at the United States, don't do this, don't do it, and look what we're doing. That this administration, and by the way, Joe Biden is a vessel that doesn't excuse his behavior and the lack thereof, but this administration, the shadow government that's running our world and running our country is running it straight into the crapper. And now Biden says, well, I want another $3.5 billion for the border. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, whoa, 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 hold on. Why do you want another $3.5 billion for the border if there's nothing wrong? It's all good, baby. I got it under control. Then why do you want another $3.5 billion? He wants another $3.5 billion to give to his rich friends who elect him and give money to his kiddos. That's what he wants another $3.5 billion for. Let's not make any mistake about who this guy is. And it's another way that they can shift blame because if they don't get the $3.5 billion, you see, if you would have given that to us, then we would. Corrine Jean-Pierre is already saying it. Republicans are not giving us any money. So with no money, we can't do anything about it. And this whole concept, when I was on Lars's show last night, I had people calling in from all over the country, and typical liberals calling in from Washington State, etc., saying, well, these people are coming here to better their lives. They're coming here to work. They're going to pick your debaters. So you really want me to believe that in the past two years alone, all these people woke up and said, hey, honey, let's go to America to go to work. You want to? Let's go to the United States to go to work in the past two years alone. Come on. They were enticed to come here, the offer of welfare from Joe Biden, and they're expecting their welfare when they get here. And Joe Biden is expecting their vote. Meanwhile, if you even say the border is open, Corrine Jean-Pierre says you are the problem, that you are doing the work of the smugglers. If you say the border is open, that that is enticing them to come. They're listening, they're listening to you, and they're going to come here in droves because you said the border is open. You see, 
when Martha Raddatz said that a couple of days ago to Greg Abbott, you knew what they were going to come out with. You knew what they were going to begin, and that is people who have been saying the border is open, the conservatives, they're the ones to blame for this, not us. All right, let's go to line one, and it's not working for me, Jimmy, so if you wouldn't mind bringing it up. Daniel, you're on KTSA with Trey. Go right ahead. Yes, it's going to drop down to the 20 degrees probably Thursday and Friday. Do you know what a mob's going to do to El Paso? They're going to take it over, and nobody's going to stop them. Well, and look, you're not you're not absolutely wrong. Thank you, Daniel, for your call. Again, the phone's not working. so You're not absolutely wrong there, Daniel. I think there's a lot of truth in what you say. This is the real danger in bringing in this many people right here. Eventually, you get outnumbered. Ask the American natives, the what we used to call Indians, how that played out. We've seen this movie before, and you can see it on a Saturday afternoon on your TV screen. It's exactly right, Daniel. Thank you very much for the call. Clouds and sun today and tomorrow, 54 and 58. Then the weather is going to turn very cold Thursday night into Friday. It's 46 right now. Trey Ware, KTSA. It's easy to think all money managers are pretty much. Sounds a lot like Little Deuce Coop, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, I, I know you know this story. I've told it to you before. I was leaving Las Vegas a few years ago, and I was standing in the line putting my bag to go into the x-ray machine. And I looked back behind me, and one of those things that you put your wallet, your keys in, looks like a dog bowl, water bowl, <laughs> came up behind me. And a boarding pass was in there, and it said, Mike Love. So I turned around, and it was... Mike Love. <laughs> the Mike Love. <laughs> the Mike Love. Yeah. Had the cap on, and he had the uh, Jimmy Buffett-style Beach Boy shirt on. Yeah. And I said, Mike Love, you don't remember me one little bit, but we used to do shows in San Antonio all the time. Trey Ware with KTSA. Said, I remember KTSA, and I do remember Ware. I said, you probably remember the other Ware. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, no, I remember both of you. And uh, so we stood there and we talked. I got pictures on my Facebook page of us talking. And he was actually headed to San Antonio. I was coming back home from being in Vegas for a couple of days. They played right. in Vegas, and they were coming here to play. And uh, a lot of people don't like him because he doesn't mess around. He doesn't horse around. He's a pretty straightforward uh, kind of yeah, guy. Right. But, uh, you know, uh, kind of a, a nice little get-together there in the airport in Las Vegas. And we were standing there talking. We had about an hour to kill before our flight showed up. So we're standing there talking that whole time. And everybody's coming by and just, you know, looking at him. And is that really him? You know, and then they'd take yeah. him. Can I take a picture with you? Of right. course. You know, feel yeah. free. You know, all that stuff. Right. Did you tell him you were Brian Wilson? <laughs> no. No. Uh, I I told him I was Dennis. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really drown. I just first, I'm here. I yeah. am. I'm still playing drums for these right. guys. I saw them. I've I've seen the Beach Boys probably five times. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. And it's always the, the last time was their fiftieth anniversary tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were up in Maine, and uh, you know, here's Mike Love, and he's probably. Well, you talk about a duck out of water. Yeah, they're going to Maine, right? And it's funny, and I'll, uh, <laughs> that's I, out of their element. I, we, we were backstage as they were doing sound check, and yeah. I was, you know, doing the radio weasel thing, hanging out backstage. Sure, and, and they come off after their sound check, and it was Bruce Johnson who comes up to me, and it, they had done sound check, and the storm had come through, and it's the middle of summer. Uh-huh. You know how there's a storm comes through. It's an eighty degree day. Uh, all of a sudden, it drops to about forty two. And it stays that way for about an hour. Oh, it's eighty again! Yeah, you know? hello, so right. as they were coming off stage, this it was cold. It was probably you know in the low fifties. Oh, was it an outdoor show? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Bruce Johnson comes up to me because, 
what is it with this main weather crap? Every time we come, like, yeah, I know. I said, I saw you guys Fourth of July uh, back in 1990, and it was raining sideways, and mm-hmm. you know, it was probably about you know 45 degrees. Right. I said, but if you hold on for an hour, and sure enough, by the time they took the stage, it was real humid and hot. Yeah. And, and, and the thing about Mike Love that got me is here he was in his probably 70 years old at the time. Um, and he's upstage, and he's making eyes at all these young girls in the front uh-huh. row. I'm like, I, oh, guess yeah. it, I guess that never goes away. <laughs> no, it so. doesn't. No. It, in fact, the older you get, the more you yeah, do exactly, it. Exactly. You right. know, you yeah. got to lay it on thicker. Yeah. Well, Jimmy will know uh, these these names. Uh, there, back in the 70s, uh, primarily in the 70s, but also a little bit in the 80s, there were two big promotion guys that were in town that would bring all the concerts in. Jack Orban with Stone City Attractions, and he brought in all the hard stuff, all the black T-shirt crowd. That was his thing. Yeah. And Joe Miller. What are, you wearing, what are you wearing today? I know, right? Yeah. I've turned into that, haven't I? <laughs> and then uh, Joe Miller with Jam Productions. And Joe, every year we would get with him, and he would do the Beach Boys on 4th of July mm-hmm. in the Joe and Harry Freeman. Now, this is way before AT&T Center. Joe and Harry Freeman parking lot and bring in one million tons of sand. I mean, it's just a really stupid amount of sand that he would bring in and we would have a beach party with the beach boys on july 4th at the freeman coliseum out in the parking lot it's a good time it was a f- unbelievable time yeah. <laughs> oh boy <laughs> the things go on at a beach party in the at the freeman coliseum on the 4th of july but that's what that's yeah, how we got to know those guys were having a good time out the, there in the parking lot it right? was a blast <laughs> And I'm sure a lot of people remember the, you know, like Jack and his concerts over at the Sunken Gardens Theater, and every top name came in here. Names right. that people, you know, uh, from, they would bring in, uh, Motorhead, and, and, uh, and I remember when the, when the Scorpions were getting started, they brought them in here, and I mean, just, you can go yeah. on with the, and name the ones that brought, Triumph, remember yeah, that? Remember right. them? And so, uh, anyway, that, those were always, a lot of fun to get together and have those times. Yeah. You know? yeah, that's something I learned when I moved here is that the, the, the Canadian bands that I grew up listening to were extremely popular oh, here yeah. as well. You mentioned Triumph. Yep. April Wine was big down here. They sure me. were. Well, so was Ozzy for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Get that boy to pass. <laughs> it was over with, yeah. you know. Ozzy, what are you doing? Why are you Calvining? Quit yeah. Calvining. Right. Um, no, but if they spotted him walking through the streets of San Antonio wearing a dress in 2022, it'd be like, yeah, yeah. Know, it's just Ozzy being Ozzy. Well, when they built the Verizon Amphitheater out there, right, uh, which is now called the Real Life Amphitheater, mm-hmm. Ozzy used to bring his Ozfest in here. Yeah, and I'm telling you, man, all of Northeast San Antonio didn't matter where you were, you could hear that yeah, thing going right. on. Was that when Zach Wilde was playing? Yeah, guitar? yeah. yeah, was, yeah, yeah. W- was it Weezer? And uh, I'm trying to remember all the bands that they would bring. Just g- ginormous. Uh, heavy metal bands that they would bring in. Excellent. Unbelievable stuff, man. uh, You know, and for three days, people would just be over there and nobody could remember it the week after. It's like, I was where? What? Yeah. I was doing what? Right. The blue haze has finally cleared out. Pretty much. Yeah, you could smell it, too. (laughs) You could smell it. It's like, you know, a Willie Nelson uh, 4th of July picnic on steroids. Right. Boy, that's a sweet smell. (laughs) Uh, I I did want to mention something on a little bit of a serious note. Uh, Those of us in this business have lost a real trailblazer, a a really nice guy. I didn't know him personally, but everybody who knew Charlie Monk. Oh, my God, yes. uh, Knew he was the nicest guy. I loved listening to him. 
uh, on on Willie's Roadhouse. That yeah. man was just amazing, and he passed away yesterday. What a treasure trove of knowledge he was. Well, I mean, he for, was in the country he, music business yeah, for, for, a long, for 60, long 70 years, yeah. you know. He treated 24-year-old Jimmy Trevino like I was a, a veteran. Well, tell me about that. Oh, just meeting him at the CRS, country radio seminars, and uh, Lon Helton took me under his wing as a mentor and introduced sure. me to everyone I needed to know. Lon's another big name, yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, Charlie was one of the first ones Lon introduced me to, and it was basically like, just listen to him and watch how he acts. You know how, who he reminds me of is Jerry King. You yeah. Know? We've got our own yeah. Charlie Monk here and Jerry yeah. King. I sure miss Jerry on the radio. Me too. I well, really that, that he gave Jerry gave me my first job. Did so, he really? Yeah, I was. I was well, we got to talk to Jerry when we cross paths. Then, yeah, he'll tell you. He'll tell you some funny <laughs> Jimmy idiot I stories. I don't know if I want to know him. Yeah, <laughs> I just got him. You know, but I was really lucky. Things about you since I have to look at you all morning. I don't want to know. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. I'm pretty open about everything. I but, know. Oh, he really is. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> I was I was lucky at the time I got into country music at the Jerry King, Lon Helton, Charlie sure. Monk. Uh, all the a lot of the Jack over at Sony Records. He was a legend. Laymeyer, mm-hmm. Jack Laymeyer, took me in. And see, I go back before you and Country Radio. I go back to Billy Sherrill and Tammy Wynette and yeah. all that kind of stuff, right. mm-hmm. and a lot of the country uh, DJs and stuff from from back in the day. Um, and of course, uh, Charlie Monk. You don't get a bigger name or a nicer guy. And a guy when he would do his his radio show on Willie's Roadhouse, I'd try to catch it whenever I could. It's hard to do because I was here, right? Yeah. But I could catch it a little bit later on. Uh, he had the homespun way of just you know. Oh, he was always that, always that boy from Alabama. Right yes, he was. That's where he started. That's where he's from. That's, yep. you know, Roll yeah. tide every show. <laughs> <laughs> and he just he could just tell you a story, and he knew yeah. everybody, and knew yep. the story behind every song, right? And would share that with you. And if you go through social media this morning, and you look, and if you you know you have uh, you follow any of the the country performers from the last sixty years or so, they all have a picture of themselves with Charlie. Well, of course, you know they all knew him. They all yeah. you know, he was instrumental in getting them started, uh, playing their first songs on the radio. A lot of them would say and. Well, I'll tell you a guy here that came through here was Bill Cody, and yeah, I got to know Bill very, yeah. very well. Yeah, he's you'll up. never meet a nicer guy. Oh, he's than Bill excellent. Cody. Yeah, we we chatted a few. Have times. Have you? Yeah. He's well, he was wonderful. here at KKYX, and I got to know him very, very well. Yeah. And uh, Bill told me one time, believe it or not, it, when he was here, he said, "Trey, my my next move is I'm going to go to Nashville, and I'm going to be the morning man on WSM. I'm going to own the market." They That's snatched, what he yeah, said. He still does. And he did it. <laughs> they snatched he him up flat quick. Did. Well, you know, he's he's kind of like Charlie Monk and the guys that we were just talking about. He's very, very friendly, personable on the air. Everybody yeah. loves him. He doesn't have an enemy, not one. No. Mm-hmm. You know, if he sits down and talks to Ronnie Dunn, he'll turn around and he'll talk to whoever's next. And it's just as easy going and friendly a conversation as you're ever going to have. Yeah. And uh, and he sounds wonderful. He sounds as good today as he ever did. In fact, better than ever. Every time he cracks the mic, yep. great voice. Yeah, yeah. boy. <laughs> uh, you know, and even more so is just his his style of of radio that he comes at mm-hmm. with every morning. Well, it's it's kind of like we are, kind of like how you and I and Jimmy are talking mm-hmm. right now. That's yep. just how he is. You know? Well, and he's a great family man too. Yeah. By the way, I'm glad you brought up Charlie. I was I was going to say something today. Yeah, that's cool. Well, he's going to be missed. Uh, yeah. No question about that. Um, and of course, those of us who have loved his his style over the years—that's a style that's kind of that's a that's a kind of personality that's sort of going away. You right, know that yeah. kind of deal. They mm-hmm. they have to in today's music and today's country music, they have to talk in three second increments and or not talk at all and 
all those kind of things. And Charlie would just crack the mic and tell you a story and then play the next song. Yeah. And make you a friend. You were, you've always felt like a friend. You know who else does that in the, on the rock side? Is uh, What's her name? Christine Stone. Christine Stone. She does that, too, on yep. the rock and roll side. She she's, makes you feel like a best friend. She's wonderful. So that's, that's the key. Yep. That is the key. All right, we'll take a quick break. Uh, some comments about social media and Twitter, some stuff we learned yesterday. That's coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19... With Trey Ware, appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. that for charlie mug we're gonna miss you how many times did we hear him play that at christmas time hey and we played the new Braunfels senior dance team uh, for sandra this morning who happened to be listening last night while i was on lars's show you she had some very kind things to say thank you very much sandra i appreciate that i'll be back on there again tonight i have no evidence of this i'm just gonna tell you something that i think the more we realize what's coming out of twitter and all the other social media companies you're not going to surprise me one little bit to find out that social media was an invention of creation by the deep state and government to influence mass thought, the elections, and the future of our country. Much like TikTok has turned out to be that for the Chinese communists. Now that we find out from another release of information yesterday that the deep state, meaning the FBI, and the ODNI, the Director of National Intelligence, and Twitter executives were so closely intertwined and together that they had an encrypted messaging network set up that they called their virtual war room. That when people in the intelligence community, and by the way, I'm not suicidal and I don't believe in jumping off of buildings or anything like that, and the brakes are fine on my car. When they would find something that they either wanted to put out or restrict in order to influence thought, whether it was influencing the 2020 election or the 2022 midterms or uh, uh, totally erasing anything that had to do with Hunter Biden and the corruption that we know he's all about and that I happen to believe Joe was actually the director of and Hunter was an employee of Joe's, they had a direct encrypted messaging network they called a virtual war room so that they could reach out 24-7, 365 and tell Twitter, take this down, put that up, promote this, take that down, blah, blah, blah. And now what we're finding out from this former FBI agent, Elvis Chan, as he is uh, now under oath, we're finding out that it was throughout all other social media companies as well, that they were doing this, actively doing this. And that they had 80 agents inside the agency and at least at least a dozen at Twitter who was work, working with Twitter every day on a daily basis to influence thought, mass thought in America. 
to take down certain posts that they disagreed with. And, by the way, those happened to be conservative posts. And promote certain posts that they wanted promoted, uh, which would be anti-Trump, psycho-Democrat posts. You all right with that? Do you think that's what the FBI should be doing? While we have school shootings going on and guys able to get guns and pass the FBI background check, while we have human trafficking of little girls and little boys running rampant in this country, is that what the FBI should be doing? You tell me. Speaking of boys to men, Senator Josh Hawley has a message for men about porn and being a man. I'll share that with you coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. Most of South Texas knows and relies on it. That's not as easy as it sounds, by the way. That's a tough lick. He just made everything seem so easy, didn't he? 609 Trey Ware, KTSA. Thank you for listening this morning. Josh Hawley, Senator from Missouri has triggered the psycho democrats once again and i'm going to tell you what the man had to say and then but i want to hear from you on it as well so we'll get into that in a second but first you know i call out abc a lot i think they have a a really unhealthy obsession with trump and january 6th at this point they're right there with msnbc i think they're a nutty network they're an embarrassment to me they're an embarrassment to a lot of folks abc is but i also have to give them credit where credit is due and i'm this has nothing really to do with the network this has to do with one of their reporters alex stone Alex Stone, he got it right. In Don's newscast just now, he was talking about gas prices dropping. And he didn't say it's because supply is up. No, he told the truth. He said it's because demand is down. And gas prices are now starting to fall like they did in COVID because why? Everybody was locked up in their homes. Nobody was driving, so demand went down and the prices went down. We have the same thing going on here. That means, folks, we are in a recession right now. Right now, we're in a recession. That's why you're seeing the gas prices fall. And the first quarter of 2023, you just hang on and get ready. It's going to be a tough first half of the year and maybe the entire year in 2023. And these falling gas prices, they are an indicator of what's uh, soon to come, what we're all going to feel very, very soon. We're starting to see that. We're starting to see places like Chick-fil-A without the long, long lines that they've always had. And other fast food restaurants, yeah, long, long lines all summer long. Well, people have maxed out their credit cards. They've burned through their savings, and now we're seeing demand fall at all those places. So what was it that Josh Hawley said, who I happen to like, by the way, I think he's a straight shooter, that really triggered the psycho Democrats? Here it is. Young men, let me make a suggestion to you. Why don't you turn off the computer, log off the porn, and go ask a real woman to date? Just a thought. Ask her out. Don't make her cater to your whims. Treat her right. Treat her like what she is. A woman. A person of incredible significance created in the image of God now, as, as you can imagine, they lost their minds. The, the, the left Democrat psychos, they went crazy. Oh, he's saying that hey, you, you ought to go find a, a woman to make porn with. You know, that's just, 
That's insanity. But they, they really are. They're psycho. The Democrats are psycho at this point. They've completely lost their minds. Here's what else Josh Hawley had to say. Can we be surprised that after years of being told they are the problem, that their manhood is the problem, more and more men are withdrawing into the enclave of idleness and pornography and video games. And while the left may celebrate this decline of men, I, for one, cannot join them, and no one should. Wow. We've got to say that spending your time not working, spending your time on video games, spending your time watching porn online... It's not good for you, your family, or this country. Now, again, his comments went viral because the psycho Democrats, they can't stand those kinds of words. But when I tell you that Josh Hawley is a truth teller, that's what I'm talking about. And I, I just, I'm curious what you think about his words. 210-599-5555. Occasionally, occasionally. God blesses me with the opportunity to go preach various religious organizations, various churches, places like that. And last year, in fact, earlier this year, he really laid that message on me to be telling men, and I, I've spoken at several men's groups, men's nights, you know, at churches and places like that. And this is basically what I've told them, that Men have had their manhood stripped from them by media, by the culture, by movies and television. The dumbest guy in the room is daddy. And they made men into an effeminate creature. You got to wear the pink sweater, and you got to walk around like a mumbling, stumbling, dumb fool. That's, that's how they portray men in the media these days. And that's what's expected out of men. So, when Josh Hawley said, and this aligns perfectly with my thinking, and I, I'm curious what you think about it, can we be surprised that after years of being told that they are the problem, in other words, men being told that men are the problem, their manhood is the problem, more and more men are withdrawing into the enclave of idleness and pornography and video games. And while the left may celebrate this decline of men, I, for one, can't join them. No one should. I think Josh Hawley is right on the money with that. Yeah. Good old Eddie Rabbit right here. You know, we, have a, we really do have a problem here in this country with men being online and on porn and that's where they're spending a lot of their time. They're not out doing the men sort of things that men had done forever. That men have fallen into this life of idleness and pornography and video games. And by the way, Mike Lee, Senator Mike Lee, is introducing legislation to ban porn in America. Yeah. To absolutely ban it, like Pornhub and all those places that, that that people go to, and they spend hours and hours and hours and hours. Instead of being productive men in our society, they're spending hours and hours on those websites. And it is highly addictive. 
But it's men's, it, it, it's their reaction, according to Josh Hawley, and I happen to agree with him, it's the reaction to being browbeaten all these years about how men suck. <laughs> You're a man. <laughs> You're not supposed to be big and strong and take care of your family. And, and when you turn on a television show, you're you're the dumbest person. Or you turn on really seriously, just turn on the commercials. That's all you need to do. See how stupid and how feminine man, men need to be. The commercials portray that, and they have for years. And that really does set the tone for the thought in our country and in our culture and our society. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I'll take a quick break. I got to tell you about somebody who is outstanding at what they do, and that's Window World and Martin Bomba. I've known him for decades now, and this is an outstanding company to take care of your window needs for your home how about new windows for your home in the new year it just makes all the sense in the world to sit down with them right now at window world and make your plan for 2023 to replace those builder grade windows that simply do not work anymore for you they don't look great anymore they're all worn out right and besides that they don't give you the energy efficiency that you need you're paying too much energy costs it's too high and Window World is going to get you the most energy-efficient windows that are absolutely gorgeous with industry-leading warranties and AMA-certified uh, master installers to put them in and to follow up on the warranties and to take care of you. That's the bottom line at Window World. They're going to take care of you. Get a free in-home quote, and they're happy to do that right now so you can start off the new year with your brand-new windows at Window World, 210-767-0995. Clouds and sun today and tomorrow, 54 today, 58 tomorrow. And then the weather turns very cold Thursday night into Friday. Right now we're at 46 at KTSA. Good morning. Looks In our world of everything that's going on, and uh, and we just sit here and reflect on that, and you and I, you know, kick that back and forth at 210-599-5555. Did you find it a little bit weird that Kellyanne Conway and Andrew Como were having dinner last night in New York together? That's... That's a weird one. I mean, I don't think you would find, at least publicly, I say that publicly because I don't trust any of them behind the scenes, but publicly, I don't think you're going to find any two people who are more diverse when it comes to politics, right? What would they be talking about over dinner? Kellyanne Conway and Andrew Cuomo in New York snapped at about 10.30 last night leaving a uh, Italian restaurant together. I don't know, uh, you know, as we watch everything that's going on, somebody else that's in uh, tr- was in Trump's universe, Steve Bannon. Now, uh, Charlie Kirk has been uh, Cook has been having or is Kirk, I'm sorry, has been having his uh, uh his confab and he brought together the best in conservative, libertarian, uh pro-America podcasters. Really cool to see all these very, even Russell Brand was there, right? Very cool to see these broadcasters sitting around this table. But Steve Bannon was there. And Steve made a comment about getting ready for whatever the future holds, that that there's an element in this country that's really sick and tired of seeing what's going on and is ready to fight back on it. Listen to Steve Bannon here. That's what it is. There's a colonel in this country that is not prepared. A colonel in this country is not prepared to be defeated. And you're seeing it. That's why it's a pivot point for us. That's why we're ascended. That's why we're on the move. And yes, and no matter how they deplatformed it, people got to that information. Right? Yes. The anarchists, the, the revolutionaries, everybody got to the information. And we came together and said, F- you. Right? Let it play. Is that the essence of liberty? 
Yes. Yes. That's yeah. the essence yeah. of hell yeah. What do you think? What did John? What did? What did Sam Adams tell the British Empire? Fuck you. Whoa. Right? What yeah. did John Hancock say? Fuck you. USA. 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 There you go. That's how I'm telling you. You tell me what you think. Uh, there are people out there that feel that way right now. They've had enough. What they were commenting on, obviously, was on the deep platforming that was going on of conservatives, libertarians, America First people were being taken off of Twitter, taken off all the other social media accounts. And they've been pushed as far as they're going to be pushed, and they're reaching back to a time of John Adams and Sam Adams and uh, people like that who told the king of, of England, you know, you know where you can go. You know what you can do. And I, I compare those times to these times quite a bit. Now, I don't know how many Sam Adams there are out there, you know, and read his biographies. They are fantastic. Or John Adams or Thomas Jefferson's, and the list goes up, Patrick Henry's of the world. I don't know how many are out there today. I don't know how many modern, today, contemporary, uh, you know, revolutionaries or uh, truly liberty-loving people who would lay their lives on the line for liberty and freedom and the cause of justice here in the United States. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I really don't. Maybe you do. Maybe you have a better idea than I do how many folks out there that have had their belly full of, of, of being treated this way. The way that conservatives, the way that um, liberta- libertarians have been treated by this government, have been trampled on. And by the way, both parties. This is not a party thing. If if you're thinking it's a Republican versus Democrat thing, stop. You need to get out of that. You're, you're, that's old thinking. Uh, this this transcends parties, and this goes to the heart of who we are as a people and the, quote, fundamental transformation of America. And we're living through it right now with education in our schools. This nonsense is going on in our culture. I just talked about it with Josh Hawley. What's going on at the border that truly is fundamentally transforming our nation, bringing in not prosperity, they're not importing prosperity. They're pro- they're importing poverty. And we today are creating the country that our children and grandchildren will live in. And it doesn't look good at all. They're not going to have the prosperity that we had. They're not going to have the domination on the world scene that we've had, that we've enjoyed for so long. It's not going to happen. And why? Because the psycho-Democrats don't want it to happen. What's happening right now with the decline, the managed decline of the United States of America, and the border is a prime example. What's happening right now is by design, by plan, and it is being executed dutifully by the psycho-Democrats on the left. And they're all the usual players, the names that you know, but behind the scenes there are millions that you do not know who are executing this plan of managed decline of the United States of America. And it's going to be a very, very, very different country. If if the republic survives, it will not survive in the form that you and I grew up in unless, unless, there are people out there, like what Steve Bannon said last night to that huge crowd, that are willing to stand up 
And not speak truth to power, that's, you know, that's an old, worn-out phrase that really doesn't mean anything anymore. But stand up and be counted for, for what's going on. And we'll just see. We'll see how it all plays out in the long run. I, I hope that there are a bunch of guys out there, ladies, that feel the way that Steve Bannon just expressed it to the folks there. They sure, they sure got excited, didn't they? The Biden administration has lost track of hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens that they released into the country. They have no idea where they are or what they're up to. Well, of course they did. I have details about that. Coming back, we'll talk border next. Trey Ware, KTSA. The last thing any of us needs is a... Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Well, Jose Feliciano, good morning. It is 636, Trey Ware, KTSA, 210-599-5555. How about I tell you this? My thoughts. Just a thought that I have concerning social media, and it's becoming more and more prevalent in my mind, as we uh, learn more about the FBI's involvement with Twitter and other social media companies, as we hear more from John Paul Mac Isaac, who is the owner of that store where Hunter's laptop was left behind, I'm beginning to believe that social media was an invention, a creation of the deep state and the government to influence mass thought, the elections, the future of our country, et cetera, and they have been using it. Just as, just as China invented TikTok and has been using it for the same purposes here in the United States, why, why is it so hard to believe that our country wouldn't do the exact same thing, that the deep state would not do that with Twitter and with Facebook and with all the other social media branches that we see that so influence thought in such a real way all across our social construct in America? What we're learning now from these Twitter drops is stunning. It is Orwellian, dystopian. It is, for some people, unbelievable. I, I Not me. I, I fully believe that our government, including people in the FBI, the ODNI, and uh, CIA, and others have been working covertly behind the scenes in order to massage the way people think and influence our elections and the direction of our country. And by the way, I'm not sad or depressed, and I don't believe in jumping off of buildings. But come to find out yesterday, in in a release that happened yesterday, Twitter executives, along with the FBI, the ODNI, that's the Director of National Intelligence, and others in the deep state in D.C., had an encrypted messaging network that they set up. They were so closely allied and put together, and FBI and others in the intelligence community was so directing what people saw and heard, not only through the social media sites, but also the old fart media that we talk about that they had set up a, quote, virtual war room with encrypted messages back and forth. Now, you, you tell me why that would exist if they weren't using social media and using the other media, old fart media as I call it, using that to influence people here in this country. You know darn well they were, and that's what's become clear out of this. Yesterday, Corrine Jean-Pierre was asked about this. Actually, what are the president's thoughts about this? This is what she said. Um, The latest Twitter files show that the intelligence community was actively involved in discrediting the Hunter Biden laptop story. Does it bother the president 
and those at the White House that a government agency like the FBI was involved in suppressing a legitimate news story? Yeah, I'm just going to refer you to the FBI. I'm not going to comment from here. Oh, I don't think so, hon, sweetie pie. (laughs) Oh, no, you don't get off that easy. The question was not what the FBI thinks. I know what the FBI thinks. They were all up in it to their eyebrows. I want to know what Biden says about it. Because it directly involved his involvement with his son and influencing people here in our government. So I want to know what the president's got to say about it. No, no, no. You're not getting off the hook that easy. Uh Uh-uh, we're going to keep circling back your favorite term. We're going to keep circling back to that question until you give us an answer. What the president thinks about these Twitter drops and how the FBI was influencing what people saw and did not see. Bottom line is, they waited a year to get that laptop after John Paul Mike uh, uh, Mac Isaac called the FBI and said, Hey, I got this, uh, this laptop here. And it's got some incriminating stuff on here about Hunter and Joe Biden. And a bunch of porn pictures with Hunter and stuff like that. And I uh, I don't know what to do with it. I said the FBI. And then a year later, they go screaming in there with a subpoena. Hey, don't tell anybody about this. We'll take this now. And it was still another year before they said anything about it. In fact, they knew what was on that laptop. And they... And they knew it was authenticated. They knew it was real. But the word that they put out was, oh, it's fake. And they were calling Twitter and had this encrypted line set up to Twitter. And obviously the others, according to Elvis Chan, a former FBI agent, they had communications going on with Facebook and all the others influencing them as well. Why? Because we couldn't let Orange Man win again. That's why. you got to stop Orange Man at all costs. Why? Because he's exposing what's going on. Because he's returning the power back to the people. And that's something the deep state cannot have. I know. It really sounds all tinfoil haddish. But it's not me making stuff up. I'm telling you what's coming out. I'm telling you what they're putting out. What was actually going on. So this is not some none dare call it conspiracy. Great book, by the way, from 1972. Get it and read it. It's a great book. Uh, get the hard copy so you'll have a copy of it. Uh, don't just download it on your Kindle because that's going to go away. But anyway, it's not that. This is this is the real deal. That what's become clear to me is the, quote, deep state, the intelligence community in America has been influencing mass thought in our country. And we know that they've done it for years in the old fart media. And they continue to do it. You, know, you hear me be critical of ABC every morning. They continue to do it over there, but they went straight to social media, and they've been doing it on social media like crazy. When the hotline would ring, they had 80 agents in the department, in the bureau, they had 80 agents that this was their full-time job, was monitoring what was in social media and then contacting social media, and they had more than 12 former agents working at Twitter. We have no idea how many former agents were at Facebook yet, meta or on youtube or any of the other social media sites but you can bet your bottom dollar that they had former agents working in those places as well what worked at twitter i'm sure was working at the other places too let's go to line one jimmy and mark you're on kts go right ahead sir i think it all changed uh we turned into a police state uh, upon the JFK assassination, which I think was done by the C- which I think the CIA and the FBI were behind that. 
Um, (laughs) Don, that's pretty funny, isn't it? Don Morgan and I had that conversation this morning. Uh, that uh, the more I dive into that situation, that was the day our country really, really changed. Mark, thank you very much for your call. Our country made a uh, went a completely different direction on that day. Uh, but also, uh, I can tell you what helped these folks in the deep state gain more power and control was the Patriot Act, and that came through the George W. Bush administration. So as I've said, this is not a party deal. This is both parties being involved in this, and we're learning more and more every day as these Twitter files come out. Border, got some border news coming up for you next. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to tell you about Apple Pest Control right now. My friend and yours is Stan Goodson. When we bought the current home that we're in 20 years ago, we wanted a great pest control company. But I didn't want to sign any long-term contracts with anybody because I get burned, right? Because what happens is you sign those long-term contracts and they forget about you and they don't take care of you because they don't have to. So I wasn't going to do that. Well, I found Apple Pest Control. I talked with Stan. They started Apple Pest Control. Stan did back in 1984. He said, there's no contracts. We have to earn your business every time we come out there. And we'll just come out every couple of months, and we'll treat for the pest. And they did. And I've never had a bug problem at the warehouse ever. They get rid of scorpions and ants, and they get rid of roaches. It doesn't matter. Whatever you've got, termite control, they handle it all with Apple Pest Control with a friendly smile. Even rodent removal. Which right now, this time of year, that's a big deal because, you know, the raccoons and the ringtail cats and the squirrels, they're all trying to get in your house and get warm, too. Apple Pest Control can remove them and protect your home from an invasion of those little creepy crawly critters. That's Apple Pest Control at 210-695-8946. Quality hardwood flooring at the lowest price. Speaker Hotline. sound stuff but there are a few acts that came out of that time that i like this is one of them old phil specter stable yeah yeah i i, I became later on a fan of ron and ron s man i thought she yeah. was super talented you know oh, yeah. Super stupid for marrying that dude, but you know. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> super talented. We all seemed we all like make a good mis- idea at the time. <laughs> we all make yeah. mistakes. Yeah, right? well, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't got no cherry there, baby. Yeah, right. Yeah. He, he knows that. He's walked that path. Yeah. Is it only Tuesday? Only Tuesday. Why am I thinking that it's Wednesday or Thursday? You know, I, I think we're just anticipating. That's the, what it is. You know, the holiday this weekend, and, and you're off next week. Yeah, so, it is. Yeah, yeah, yes, I am. Thank you. Yeah. Some say I'm off every day, but you know. That's a different right. story. Yeah. No, I'm. Yeah, I th- I'm just looking forward to it. <laughs> right. Can we get Friday here like now? Is there, is there any way we can just declare this Friday? Right. Well, that's you know every day when when I come in, that's usually Pretty the first much. thing we say to each other is let's just no. let's go, I, let's do it now. Not me though. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm usually like the guy that says, no, I want to do this, but man, I'm ready for yeah. the weekend. I'm but, ready to you know, get Typically, we want to get the show on. You know, as soon as I walk in, we want to do the oh, show. Oh, yeah. Let's get you it know, done. Dope. Let's yeah. get on with it. Right. Um, so, I mean, you're from Banger in that area up there. So, <laughs> you uh, you spent a fair amount of time in Banger, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, um, y- you know, you're facing like eight degree wind chill is mm-hmm. what they're predicting on Friday. Right. Yeah. Is that a problem? 
No, are you worried really. about that? No, because it, it, here's the thing. Okay, tell and me. this is something I have learned, and I've only been here for nine years. Okay, um, that it is. Well, you're a natural now. Yeah, we done made you a naturalized Texan. Right. Even I started calling it banker. Yeah. Um, but the. <laughs> <laughs> I've been away so long. That's right. But it's only temporary. Uh-huh. And, and, it, and you know. What, your being here is only temporary? No, the, the oh, whole the cold, cold weather situation. I got you. Yeah, okay. but, uh, perhaps it is. So, I don't know. Somebody didn't know. Maybe you've heard something no, I didn't. No, no, no. But, uh, yeah, it's only temporary. You know, and it goes by fairly quickly. I find winter here is about two weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's about winter right. Winter there about five months. Yeah. So, but the problem is, if we get under sixty around here, it's cold. You yeah, know what I'm you, saying? Yeah, it's a different kind of cold. You don't well, have that's the, right. you don't have any you know ocean humidity kind of you know keeping it here. It's just cold. We're, you know, it's wide open. There's nothing to stop the wind. You and we know? have to put long pants on, and that's just right. not right. Right. Can't you know, we live in Texas when you go into HEB. Nah. Come on, man. Uh-uh. We live in Texas for a reason. Right. And that's shorts and flip flops. Right. That's why we here. Yeah. So, uh, but that's going to change on Friday. Now, look, I already but heard again. Again, it's only for you know about twenty four, thirty six hours. Well, I was just about to say, to, I heard a lot of people yesterday start to freak out, right? And oh my God, here we go back to February of twenty twenty one. No, no, nay, no. yet, uh, uh-uh, uh, nunca, not going to happen. We are uh, just going to have some cold. It's going to be bright and sunny, right? And uh, and warm up during the day. I mean, heck, we're going to be right at thirty four to thirty six. You know, yeah, you know by, by Saturday it'll be back up into the forties, and and well, that'll feel like a hundred degrees. Well, next week back. <laughs> yeah, seriously, after going through yeah, that, right? And next week back into the sixties. So you'll be yeah. playing golf in your shorts right. again next yeah, week. You know, short sleeves. It goes by quick. Um, but it it is going to be cold on Friday. Yeah. Don't make any mistake about that, right. because when you're talking about wind chill like that, very few of us here obviously are prepared. Very few anywhere. Sean and I were talking about that yesterday very few are anywhere prepared for that kind of cold snap to happen this right. is unusual yeah it is and uh and so uh i've been trying to get the i word don't like out. it any more than you do oh i know that <laughs> for a fact yeah i've been trying to get the word out as much as possible that uh, you know all the stuff that you typically have to do and i'm not your parent but all that stuff is is going to be necessary it's not going to be cold enough long enough to destroy the world but no. some of your tender vegetation may be a little bit uh injured right. Yeah. Uh, you may get frostbite on you know your jingle bells, yep. so you might want to bring them in. Your dogs aren't going to like going out to the backyard. No, you know, so check behind <laughs> your couch regularly. You know they are. Years ago, we had a snow storm here, which to us that meant snow falling and a storm going on. So thunder, thunder right. was happening at the same time. Yeah, and uh, you and I were working. Um, and I went to leave about midnight or 12.15 to come in. And what had happened was we had had some rain that day, so all that wetness had iced over, mm-hmm. and then the snow was falling on top of that ice. Right. So it's really treacherous situation. Because yeah, you can't see it. Yeah. And what usually takes me 20 minutes to get here, it took an hour, over an hour, and a, almost an hour and a half, almost. Yeah. But we had two little bullshit zoos, right, our two mm-hmm. little dogs. Yep. And uh, <laughs> I opened the garage door to let them go out. This is at midnight. Yeah. And the thunder's going, and the, the, I mean, it's just pouring snow like it would be pouring rain. It's pouring snow. Right. And they went running out thinking it's time to go, man. And they got about four steps out in that mess and turned around and ran right back in. Yeah, they wanted they, no part of that. Uh-uh. Yeah. They weren't going to do that. Mine, well, Daddy, we'll hold it until you get home from yeah, work. Mine do the same. You know, when we had that snow last year, <laughs> mine were the same way. Really? the back door, and it was like, whoa, what's well, look, Chihuahuas don't have hair. Have you noticed? Yeah, I noticed. That's no fun. No. 
<laughs> they have no hair, no inside voice. <laughs> they immediately you know? freeze and stop. <laughs> and that's tough for a chihuahua because yeah, they don't right. know stop, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on, Nanook, get out there and do your business. <laughs> get, out, get, get out there. I'll, I'll let you in when you get back, and then you don't. You say, yeah. ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And anyway, yeah, the dogs are not going to enjoy this no, all that much. Don't care so make that. sure you protect them. Yep. The old folks are going to be trying to light fires in the house, you know, with the stove and all that. Make sure you protect them and everything, everything you need to do. I'm not your daddy, yeah. so... Although sometimes I'm called daddy, but it's just not this, you know, I'm just not your daddy. So. Yeah, but we call you big daddy. That's right. That's, the, you know. That's what I am around here for sure. <laughs> All right. Warren Rima. <laughs> weird. You're so weird, man. Come on. <laughs> it's, that's a sign that's on my bike. Big oh, daddy's on my that, bike. Oh, it is? Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. It, you know, I, it reminds me of a, disc, a country disc jockey at K-Bear that was here a long time ago. His name was Big Daddy glendine big mm-hmm. daddy glendine and he was an amazing talent and i always wanted to be called that and now i am yeah so i think uh, every every town had a dj named big, big daddy, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> i have a shirt that says daddy o on it and everybody's calling me that too is anyway, that right whatever yeah. all right Warren Ryman coming up next ktsa the last thing any of us needs is